0: Hey, everybody, here at Keep Talking Podcast, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have a health or fitness-related episode, because I'm a personal trainer in my spare time, and I'm a total health and nutrition nerd, and I think it's very important for you to focus on your health and nutrition and fitness as well. Now, a lot of Keep Talking's audience is non-native English speaking, and the language in these episodes is often advanced English, but... I'll make sure that I speak clearly and concisely enough for all non native speakers and, of course, native speakers to understand. All right, enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? Fitness Friday. I'm talking about stubborn body fat, stubborn body fat, quote unquote. I always I, I, like I like the way that's phrased. Always, it's like the body fat's got a mind of its own. It's stubborn. Um, you know, I can't even remember. Was it last week or two weeks ago? There's another episode where I kind of literally gave a blueprint on how to preserve muscle and burn body fat. Um, anyway, this, this is a slightly different topic because I'm talking about. It's a common question that I get and like every fitness trainer gets is how do I burn the stubborn body fat, right? Whether it's the stubborn body fat around my abdomen or, you know, like my upper arms or, around, you know, my thighs, whatever. Like I have stubborn body fat in this area and I want to get rid of it there. Now, the issue with this is that spot reduction, as we call it, like targeting body fat in one area only theoretically really doesn't work it's funny because i I was reading this one article that says no wait it does but uh, like most of us as trainers will tell you that spot reduction does not work it's simply like yes body fat does tend to accumulate in some parts of the body more than others for men you know we might find it more around the belly for women we might women find it more um you know well the upper arms but then also particularly the thighs um the hip area um and, you know, the reasons I can't even remember why is it related to estrogen. I, I, I can't remember why exactly women tend to accumulate it more there, whereas men more in the belly. But anyway, um, the point is, is we do tend to accumulate body fat more in certain areas. But to reduce body fat, it's not as if you can do exercise in a certain area. Like it's not about doing exercises for your abs crunches, whatever, to get rid of the body fat on your abs. And this has become fairly common knowledge now that no, it's a matter of calories in versus calories out. And then of course, doing enough exercise as well. But really, the main way to reduce fat on any area of the body is to be in a calorie deficit, be eating less calories than we are burning. We need to be burning more than we're consuming. And that's what's going to be reducing the fat in, in all areas of the body, but then obviously in these quote-unquote stubborn areas as well. And I gave a blueprint on that in a recent episode. Now, let's talk a little bit more though about these like these stubborn fat areas because I think that, well, it, it's something, like I said, I have friends who will say this, you know, how do I get rid of the fat here? How do I get rid of it there? And like the advice that I give is always basically the same. It's like, okay, what you need to do First off, you need to do more probably more resistance training i've talked about this before okay cardio is probably not the best solution it can be added in but probably the best solution is resistance training some form of either strength training resistance training where your you are your muscles are going up against a form of resistance what this is doing is it's burning calories during the exercise it also has a much longer effect of burning calories after the exercise and just having more muscle itself will increase our basal metabolic rate, okay, because muscle is expensive tissue, muscle requires a lot of calories, so when we build more muscle, we're naturally burning a bit more calories and going to make it easier to burn fat, and here's the thing, muscle looks good, like if we have a higher portion of muscle in our body, uh, what, you know, fat we do have in certain areas it's, it's less of a percentage of our overall body. Like naturally, for example, you could keep the same amount of, of, of fat on your body. Let's say you have 40 pounds of fat on your body right now. You got 40 pounds, you're 200 pounds. You got 40 pounds of fat and 160 pounds of muscle. You know, that's not bad. That's 20% body fat. Now for a woman, that's fairly, fairly low body fat percentage for a man that is a little bit higher than, you know, we might want. Um, But anyway, okay, so you got 40 pounds of fat, 160 pounds of muscle. If you add 10 pounds of muscle and keep the 40 pounds of fat, you've actually reduced your body fat percentage slightly because it's a percentage of overall. And by adding more muscle, you look better in general. Now, there's a lot of reasons to resistance train and to try to build more muscle and a lot of it does have to do with burning more fat and just looking better proportionally anyway. So that's the first big tip that I give. Now, it's also a key to get enough protein, okay? It's funny because like you read articles and I was kind of reading some, some articles about like, you know, how to reduce stubborn body fat or just how to burn fat in general because like I said, it's, it's kind of the same thing is, you know, okay, how do we reduce fat in the problem areas but the question we should be asking is how do we burn fat overall? okay and it will naturally come off some of the problem area and will come off you know your whole body but it's going to be reducing itself reducing the amount of fat in these stubborn areas as well you know what the interesting thing that i was reading is it talks about how and this is good but it talks about how when you know we start burning fat typically apparently the areas that it first gets burned from are like the visceral fat the visceral fat means like the interior fat that's around the organs and this is the fat that's supposedly like the least healthy right um so i guess this is good and i'm not sure like this don't totally quote me on this but i did read that somewhere but anyway the point is like you start burning fat and it's it's gonna come off it's not gonna just come off from like one spot it's not as if you you do exercise in the upper arms it's gonna make the body fat come off the upper arms no like we in general in general like i said burning fat is a total body thing okay if we're in a calorie surplus we're going to be gaining some fat or maybe some muscle if we're in a calorie deficit we're going to be burning some fat or maybe losing some muscle which is what we don't want but then like the other tips you'll read about in these articles are the standard stuff you know get enough sleep that sets you up hormonally to have optimal muscle building or preserving and fat loss you know, they talked about some other things like going low carb. I mean, I, I don't know. Going low carb, it has its it's it's pros and cons. Um, but anyway, if like in general if you are going to cut one of the three main macronutrients, maybe cut car I mean, don't cut protein. For most people, yeah, I would say it's probably the easiest thing to cut would be to cut carbs and You know because proteins and fats are essential in your diet whereas carbs are not technically But I really I don't in general recommend that most people do uh, a low-carb diet even though you know I uh, as i'm recording this i'm technically probably in a state of ketosis as i've talked about in previous episodes But but that's not what this is about. Okay, this is about burning stubborn body fat. This is not about me It's about you. All right (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you don't even have to burn stubborn body fat But so that was another one of the tips, you know is go low carb. Okay, do strength training get enough protein protein, cook your meals at home, I mean, this is a good tip in general, just eat whole natural foods, Um, you know, because obviously I think the biggest problem, I've said this before, I think the biggest problem, like, for all of us nutritionally and in our health is just highly processed foods. You can eat whatever kind of diet you want, in my opinion, you know, you can be anywhere from vegan to carnivore, but if you're eating whole natural foods, that's going to be better for your health than eating highly processed foods, okay let me repeat that any diet everything from vegan to carnivore and everything in between vegetarian lacto vegetarian paleo keto (laughs) i mean high carb low carb i don't freaking know every every type of diet in my opinion if as long as you're not eating a lot of highly processed foods as long as you're trying to eat as many whole natural foods as possible that over the long run is going to probably be the best for your health and for your body composition as well okay now Uh, There's a little more to it than that in terms of, of, of like body composition. How do you build muscle, burn fat? But just focus on whole natural foods. That could be the first step especially for those of you who are more beginners with fitness, all right? So, you know, those are kind of the general tips that are given. They also, they had a couple others in here that like I was just reading some random articles on this, you know, because when I read these episodes, I really, obviously I'm, I'm doing this with with a lot of my own experience, experience, you know, working with some people on their fitness, working with myself on my own fitness and, you know, having studied a lot. But I like to kind of just go through and see what the other articles are talking about, right, or what the other resource are telling people. And a couple things I found really interesting is they have on here three things. One of them was apple, apple cider vinegar, another one was green tea, and another one was fish oil, okay? They also had intermittent fasting, which I'll come back to in a minute. So, okay, apple cider vinegar, green tea, and fish oil to help burn stubborn body fat. And I'm like, oh, boy. I mean, okay, I I get it, and I was reading about it more. You know, what do they talk about? How apple cider vinegar before meals can help improve the insulin response. Um, green tea. What the heck does green tea do? God, I can't even remember what it said about green tea. Is it is it activating more brown fat? And then um, fish oil as a testosterone booster, which then helps you build more muscle and more fat. Like, okay, the things like this kind of make me scratch my head a little i am literally scratching my head as i as i record this because it's like okay these these are 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 little things like these are little things that in my opinion are not like the big rocks we should be focused on i did another episode recently called the big rocks okay and for me the big rocks are sleep nutrition and exercise in that order basically okay meaning that if you want to get healthier and get in better shape get 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 leaner You should probably prioritize sleep first literally, okay, because of the massive effect that it has on our hormones, the hormones that are involved with our metabolism, which is a very complicated thing, but sleep first, then prioritize your nutrition, and then exercise. Those are the big rocks. And when you look into, you know, stuff beyond that, you know, we're talking, I mean, this is mainly like supplementing we're talking about here, okay? Fish oil, you know, as a supplement. It's a good thing, right? Green tea is also basically a supplement. I mean, it doesn't have calories, you know, it has a little caffeine typically, um, you know, but it. But it's, it's more like a a supplement and even apple cider vinegar. I mean, okay, apple cider vinegar has calories. That was the other thing I was going to make a comment on. It's like, okay, apple cider vinegar, you know, it's got like some calories, carbohydrates. I mean, it's not like you should be chugging apple cider vinegar all day if for whatever reason you would enjoy that to lose weight. <laughs> like, I don't know, little stuff like that. Yeah, maybe it would have a little bit of an effect. But let's first focus on making sure you're getting proper sleep. And then second, let's focus on you're eating roughly, well, you're eating whole natural foods and you're eating roughly the right amount of Calories and particularly protein that your body needs for your body composition goals, which is a whole other topic, and I've done other episodes on that in the past. But, like, let's focus on these big rocks first and then doing some of the right forms of exercise in the right quantity before we worry about, okay, let's take a swig of apple cider vinegar before meal, have a little green tea after, get some fish oil. It was like, okay, sure, good things, but those are not, like, the big things that I would be focused on. And then it talks about intermittent fasting, which – Oh boy, you talk about uh, you know a gray area here um, or something that, it really depends. Intermittent fasting, in my opinion, it's, it's all about what works best for your schedule and for your digestive system. But I think that intermittent fasting as a weight loss tool is a bit overblown because at the end of the day, it's still really about how many total calories did you eat versus how many did you burn. Some of the IF warriors intermittent fasting warriors will swear by it but but here's the thing like in my opinion it's more about like the behaviors surrounding eating it's not necessarily that eating only within an 8 hour window let's say is Necessarily better for fat loss or for more of your nutrients going to muscle and less going to fat. Like, no, it's more about like, what does this do then for you? Like, as opposed to snacking all day, maybe you're now eating two big healthy meals. Like, I, I would venture to guess for most people, it's more behavioral based than it is actual excuse me more behavioral based than it is actual you know like science saying that oh the body does better when you're eating in this window there I mean there's a lot to this this is a whole rabbit hole intermittent fasting but the point is I also would not recommend that as like the key to burning stubborn body fat is intermittent fasting no no no, it's an option for you okay it's an option it can be beneficial for many things for different people but it works different for different people it depends a lot on your schedule your lifestyle your digestive system and what works for you okay so like what what are we looking at here at the end of the day? Like, what are my tips before I go into this, this possibly fake news thing I'm going to tell you at the end? But uh, my tips, like I said, tackle the big rocks first. Get your sleep right. Get your nutrition right. Eat whole natural foods. Eat enough protein. Understand roughly how many calories you probably need total. Do the right forms of exercise. Do some resistance training. If you like cardio, throw in some cardio as well, but it's not necessarily totally necessary, okay? And, you know, does... Okay, well, yeah, let's, okay, you get the point. So let's just go into this thing that I wanted to go through at the end where, (laughs) actually, before I do that, let me make one other point, okay? As it relates to, like, the type of exercises that you should do to target body fat in certain areas, I also would argue that doing big compound exercises, okay, the squat, the overhead press, the bench press, the deadlift, the row, the pull-up, whatever, uh, whatever you can do of those those are better than these single joint exercises that target a small muscle group. So like if you wanna burn body fat in your arm, let's say, your upper arm fat, doing like a bicep curl or a tricep pushdown is probably not the best thing for that. Yeah, you will, I mean, that's still good. It's a good exercise, right? But to burn more calories overall and to just develop more muscle overall throughout the body, the best thing is probably these big, heavy compound exercises that involve multiple muscle groups. They burn more calories. They're creating more strength and muscle overall and also activate the CNS, the central nervous system, okay? So do the big compound lifts. This is something that I advise for basically all... Well, even advanced lifters, I mean, but beginners and intermediate lifters particularly is focus on the big compound lifts, the squat, the bench press, the overhead press, the the row, the, you know, these ones that involve multiple muscle groups, major muscle groups, not just these single joint exercises, okay? Now, the last part here, this might be fake news, so if you don't like fake news, shut it off right now, but I was reading this article, is it Menho Henselman's? God, I don't even know, but it's talk about like the science to master your physique and it says spot lipolysis is real, meaning spot reduction is real. It is a real thing. Once again, this goes against like what all of the trainers have supposedly known for the last however many years. So take this with a grain of salt. This man, I don't know about this, but basically the argument here is that based on some studies they did, when you do do exercises around a single body part, there is theoretically an increased blood flow. And temperature near—I mean, this kind of makes sense. There's increased blood flow and increased temperature nearer to the exercised tissue, and then an also an increased delivery of—well, they say fat-burning hormones like norepinephrine and epinephrine. Um, this guy's article makes the case that spot reduction can be like a real thing. That if you're looking to burn fat. In your thigh or in your quad area, that it would be best just to do, you know, quad extensions. Because theoretically, if you do that, I mean, I'd still recommend a squat over that. But if you do that, you know, let's say you want to burn fat in your quad, it'd be better to do a quad exercise. I mean, not burn fat in your quad, the quad is the muscle. But in the area around the quad, in the thigh, then you should do, you know, like quad extensions as opposed to, I don't know, an over. You know, an upper body exercise, like a pull-up or a row or whatever. Because theoretically, there'd be more blood flow and temperature to that spot and increased delivery of fat-burning hormones. Hmm. And every other fitness professional who might be listening to this just groaned really loud and was like, nope, that's freaking stupid. (laughs) Because from everything that we've been told now for the last... Couple, You know, decades, really, is that, no, this idea of spot reduction doesn't really work and we shouldn't do it. And this guy even acknowledges, I think it's a guy, at the end of this article, he says, it's still really mostly about overall energy deficit. And that's the point that I want to bring back to. Like, even if there is something, even if spot reduction maybe does exist a little bit, you know, you could you could target more blood flow and temperature and an increased delivery of fat burning hormones to one part of the body. Even if that does exist, it's gotta be minuscule from what we understand at this point. It's still a calories in versus calorie out thing. Okay. Calories out. It's 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 energy deficit. It's being in a calorie deficit. This is how this is how we lose weight, hopefully burning fat. And how do we make sure we're not losing muscle? We get enough protein and we do some resistance training. But that's the way that we burn fat is we need to be in an energy deficit. Okay, we need to be consuming more cal- We need to be consuming less calories than we're burning. Burning more than we're, we're consuming. Now, I've got some crazy friends who are also pretty smart who will talk about how well that's not exactly all it is. And then there's the you know conversion of food into ATP through the different ways and the electrons and like I'm not even going to go into that. That would be a whole other nerded out episode. But the bottom line is, this is still basically about an energy deficit. This is about a calorie deficit. okay That is how you burn fat from any and all parts of the body is consuming less calories, eating less calories than you are burning. Burning more calories than you are consuming. okay? Understand that. all right? And like I said, getting enough protein uh, and doing some resistance training to preserve muscle. That is what it's about. okay? That's how you get rid of stubborn body fat. All right? All right, so let's get out there and burn some fat. I don't know. All right, love y'all. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's all make health and fitness a part of our daily life.